0: pilot has started all right well cheers cheers, cheers jason to the first one. First episode yeah. of the free range tales podcast so we'll get into it and we'll talk about uh we'll call this episode one we'll talk about spear tails section we'll kind of start about segment yeah we've been spending a lot of time spear fishing as of late all summer long been lots of good stories a lot of success for you it's been a, it's been a great year so far A lot of frustration for me, but um, we're out there, we're doing our thing, learning how to do it, so. I've had frustration. Oh, of course we've had our frustrations, but uh, we'll start off, we'll do a little quick self-introduction. Why don't you go first, my friend? Sure.
1: Who you are, what brings you here today, and we'll go from there. I'm Adrian, Adrian Lozano, and uh, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, spearfishing is actually taking over for me um it's it's i mean I still like my other type of hunting, but spear fishing is uh definitely in the forefront of my mind um whether i 'm at work or you know just anytime I have uh you know free thoughts to myself i 'm just like, oh man, my next big fish is out there uh, where's it where's it at right now kind of thing you know well, I wonder what my fish is doing right now um I kinda already pick it out in my head, you know. Uh, so that's, that's the point I'm at right now. I kind of got the taste of the bigger fish and, uh, I'm, I'm kind of hooked on that, but you know, we all have our, our beginnings and stuff. And, uh, I think that's kind of the point of why we're recording this is to kind of, kind of just get all of our, all of our stories out there and, you know, and just, just to kind of relive them and, and, uh, and kind of rehash them and kind of get that feeling again. And, you know, that, that goosebump feeling, you know, you get when you think about something that is really connected to your memory, um, smells, taste, and, and, you know, even the touch of that fish, uh, whatever the animal, you know, um, that's, that's what I hope to accomplish with, uh, with us talking about all of our stories. But, you know, me, I'm a Southern California raised, you know, guy and, um, kind of raised a little on the, uh conservative side I guess you could say and uh you know education. I know my parents, you know, sent me through the the private school kind of uh avenue and came out with a zest for life, I guess. Kinda of, kinda of wide eyed and wow there's there's a lot out there. So uh, you know, that's that's where I'm at as far as I realize there's a lot to life other than Books and and uh I guess what they tell you should pay attention to, I guess, in school. So I kind of went with nature. And uh that that led me actually to to you guys, you know, you and Amy uh taking me out to my first time of spear fishing, and that has to be one of the most memorable times I've ever gone diving, for sure. For sure for sure. For sure. So if you want to talk about yourself, a yeah. Bit? No,
0: I mean, I, I was kind of laughing. I was thinking back when you were talking right there. Yeah. It's like, you know, we've probably known each other for twenty five, twenty six years now, and we met. You know, playing, yeah, about yeah, playing Jeez. soccer. Throwback to the uh, Upland Celtic days when we were, you know, whatever ten, eleven years old. We met, yeah. Yeah. and uh, you know, thinking back to like all the things we went to high school together. I kind of joined you in, in high school, yep. a private school for high school for me, and then, uh, you know. For myself again, co-host of the show Jason Terassi. um and as we're kind of getting into it, you know, it's all about the pursuit for us of kind of living a life of kind of pseudo off the grid as much as we can, and kind of like doing it, even though we live here in Southern California, part of the rat race. It's need, more kind healthy
1: of, at least, you know. No, but, for sure. You know, off the grid is such a. It, I think has a, a a certain like you know connotations stigma connotation sure, that sure. comes with it. You know, kind of. Something that follows you with that word but or that phrase but uh you know, let's just say eating healthy. No, it's it's that's kinda of where it starts with
0: with me, to be honest with yeah. you, is it's something that, you know, always loved to fish. It was something I kinda of was raised doing with yeah. uncles, dad. Yeah. You know, started fishing, you know, kind of stream fishing up in, you know, the eastern Sierras and then, you know, going out like deep sea fishing. With my dad he would take me out there, we'd get up at, you know, three o'clock in the morning and go out and go fishing and come back with some stories and you know, some were good, some were bad. We yeah, were always having a yeah. good time and those are I still remember those days, you know, we would go down to like oceanside and drive, you know, get up at three, drive down there, get down there at four thirty, meet up at Denny's right on the harbor, get out on like a cattle boat and go fishing with just a bunch of other people from like his work and whatever and just super fond memories of that and just being on the ocean and just like falling in love with it. And then uh you know, was always into like, for me, it kind of came like serendipitously, like spearfishing anyway, where I got into surfing, you know, at a pretty young age, like surfing body, started with bodyboarding and then got into surfing. And then, uh, surfing kind of just like opened up this world. I went up to college up in Santa Cruz at UC Santa Cruz. Shout out to the banana slugs. And, uh, (laughs) did that and like up there it was like the whole reason I went there you know I could have played soccer in college and Correct. just decided like hey I'm gonna go total different direction and take took a total right turn in life when everyone else was telling me I should like follow like do the soccer thing had had scholarships and things lined
1: up and potential and whatnot you know yeah, you're yeah. you very athletic and you know you shined in soccer I mean for sure it was we, something we that both I, you know played in high school and there was sure. something you were you stood out so it was a you know obviously if those close to you they want you to do something that you're really good at yeah again. yeah and it yeah. was like it was super supportive you know yeah. like
0: everyone was super supportive of it but it just was like something where I decided hey there's something else I was into you know I like flipped through surf magazines just was super pumped and there was like this scene kind of going on up in Santa Cruz and then I I applied to go to school up there and then got the opportunity to go up there and uh, i remember i took like an oceanography class i was all fired up on like you know like the ocean you got monterey bay just super like super cool area and then i kind of got into surfing just through some some different people and started to just pursue surfing up there And it was like kind of i guess ignorance is bliss you know there's some big heavy cold water up there and just surfing and just like sewing oats and learning up in some some areas where it was like you needed to know what was going on and so i learned real quick learning curve was really quick And it kind of came with that. And then in the surfing world, as you probably heard, it's the the W word, you know, like waterman, you know, like it was like, that was the word that was thrown out there and probably overused, you know, in all reality. But a part of the waterman thing was just spending time on the water and being like in the water. And it was like, I was obsessed, you know, like, it was like whatever I could do to get in the water, I would go paddle around on a longboard even when there's no waves and just whatever it was. And then spearfishing was something that was always there because I loved to fish I kind of always was like interested in hunting, and just knew like spearfishing was that premier sport. That like even like hunting, like land hunting, can't step to in in some capacities. Maybe bow hunting, but I don't know because it's like a whole another realm. Like well, it's a
1: it's a, it's a certain intimate hunting where you you're very close to your prey. Um, even your larger guns that are reaching out to you know twenty twenty five even thirty feet. You know you're still. Thirty feet away, from your, from your prey. For sure. Um, you know the, the bow hunting. That's that's super amazing for bow hunting. You know, I mean, they they want oh, they can pray for a 30, 30 foot shot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's true. Um, so yeah, you know, there's always that aspect. There's and a certain intimate connection right there with your prey. And if you think about it, you're, you know, we'll get we'll get in more into this. but sure. you're Way out of your element, you know. Like. Oh you know, yeah having right. to
0: hold your breath you got all this gear you're freaking super buoyant well there's you're different types clumsy. of
1: spearfishing i mean just to throw that out there now is there's scuba diving so you do have uh assisted air breathing you know type of apparatus uh with tanks and stuff and you know you can you can scuba dive and rebreathe but we free dive and we spearfish so uh for for i guess the people that are new to to the water Uh, spearfishing and hunting and stuff like that you know you hold your breath you don't let bubbles out Uh, scuba diving you're letting bubbles out constantly so you have this trail of bubbles and the bubbles seem to kind of confuse and and scare the fish I guess so um, they kind of get freaked out that you know there's a lot of agitation in the water and that something's going on so they kind of in my opinion they get spooked Um, you know I don't know exactly what's happening in their minds but to me they just get spooked so um even the smallest bubbles if you let it out of your uh you know i got my mustache stubble going <laughs> on so if i don't wear my vaseline or you know petroleum jelly that uh little tiny bubbles kind of come out when you're down below and then there's sure. no fun but the, anyways uh, the, the term silent hunter you yeah is kind of it's it's true and
0: that's what it's about well since we're kind of we're kind of starting from the from the top, why don't you uh, give us a story of the first time you went spearfishing? Oh, you know, man. we were there. You know, myself and Amy and you know a couple of our other friends, the people that actually got us into the sport. were there. Yeah, we, Paul. you know, yeah, Paul Bird. Shout Albert. out to Argos Argos Gear. Check it out. Yeah.
1: But uh, you know, first time, uh, yeah, you guys invited me out to Catalina. Um, you know, I had my three two. Full surf suit, so I I was ready to go as far as a wetsuit, and uh, you know you guys, you know you guys had some extra fins and stuff for me, but you know I had bodyboarding fins I think at the time I forget, I forget actually, but uh, yeah it was it was one of those days where I'm like. Dude, I, I'm going, I'm going out there, you know, like... I think we were going out for, like, my birthday or something. Yeah, it was, a birthday celebration, but I think it was a weekend before your birthday or yeah, something like that. It doesn't remember. matter. It was like, yeah, it there was, like, matter. some
0: party going on at, like, Twin Harbors something. Out, out yeah. Catalina, yeah, so we Catalina. were going to go party over there, and we were going to dive, yeah. you know, kind of in between partying, which yeah. is usually how it goes That 99% of the time, anyway. <laughs> that was
1: my <laughs> second time going to Catalina, but the first time on a boat that was a private boat, right. you know, it wasn't the Flyer or the Express right, or whatever it right. was. But, uh, so yeah, this was super new to me, um, you know, that, that was, that was, the whole thing was pretty cool, you know, uh, we had a guy on the board that was pretty hungover. he was a riot, but, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we get out there, and I, I, I think the first thing I did was crack open a beer, and, uh, I'm yeah, like, like, there's 9, no, 9 there's, beer, like yeah, 9 a.m. beer, you know, 8.30 beer, and there's no way I'm getting in the water, you guys are crazy, yeah, I brought my wetsuit, but. Your you guys are crazy. There's sharks in there. There are sharks. <laughs> Look at how much water this is. You know, this is going through my mind. And I'm really, uh, at the moment, I'm really, like, committed to just staying on board with the hungover dude. Just chilling and, and having a good time. Yeah, with the hungover guy that we just made friends. Because I'm like, yeah, I like drinking. You know, obviously you do. So. <laughs> so, you know, I'll just stay on board with you. So, you know what? The What got me in the water was... You and Amy really just laughing through your snorkels. (laughs) I could hear you guys like, (laughs) you know, just like that muffled, like laughing. Like you guys were having a blast in there. And then I was like, man, I'm stuck in the boat with the hungover guy. So then it kind of like, I kind of want to like laugh with them. So I said, screw it. And uh, I started suiting up. Yeah, I'm going to get in. So maybe it was that one beer. It, it loosened it you up a little bit. It could have been. Guys you in. It could have been. It probably was. It, it loosened me up. And uh, I remember you guys said, well, if you change your mind, here's the spear pole. You know, it's going to be right here. So I was like, yeah, screw this shit. You know, I'm not going to stay in this boat and just, you know, be like that guy. So I suited up. I slipped in the water and uh, had no idea what I was doing. Had no idea. Little three-pronged spear pole, JBL, you know. And, man, I uh, was just... I'll never forget. I swam over to you guys, and you guys are all kind of, you know, doing your thing. And there's Paul, and he is diving down deep. In my opinion, it was like he was going to the blackness. This was a a, a special day as far as visibility. I was Uh, amazing that day. It was like 40, 50-foot visibility, man. It was It was was, was unbelievable how good it was. I want to say it was... I mean, you can see until it gets dark. So, that to me was like, you know, unbelievable. Days you dream about now, right? Uh, Days I dream, (laughs) exactly. I froth at the mouth for that now. So, uh, I'm like, man, I can't wait for that good day viz. Um, But yeah, that was a special day. Uh, I remember seeing Paul dive down and I would go down like 10 feet, try to plug my ears and, you know, equalize and, you know, it it just was, you know, so foreign to me. I was getting used to it. But, uh, you know, I think that, you know, I don't even know. I didn't have a watch on or nothing like that. But, uh, I, you know, I didn't, I don't know how deep I was going. You know, I was just messing around. But all I know is that Paul would go down and I would go down, but I would go back up and down and up and down before <laughs> he would even come back up. Um, I would see him like just disappear off into the darkness almost, you know, and, and a super clear day, but he would come back with a yellow tail he's swimming at the surface towards me with a yellowtail and I'm like what and he had just like this huge blood trail like pluming out <laughs> of you know his his swimming on the surface and it was just the first thing I thought of when I saw that was nope I'm not getting behind you you know that was like you are just a calling card for a big old shark right yeah, it's now. It's funny how know. that sneaks into the back of your mind instantly. 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 In instantly. I don't know if that's, that's society, the movie industry. I'm not saying it's one way or the other or whatever, but it's uh, it's instant. Uh, the first thing that comes to your mind when you see blood right. in salt water is a shark. Um, so that I just made sure I was in front of him. Uh, as we s- we swam back to the boat exactly I didn't know where he was going but I just made sure I was in front of him and uh, and so yeah we get back to the boat he gets it up on the boat and then he goes back out and I'm like dude aren't we done like you got a fish we're done right no he goes back out you know and uh, he does it a couple more times that day he did it you know he brought in three yellowtail doing the same thing going down deep you know 50 feet now that I look back and I'm you know, have more experience. I know how deep he was. Now you know he was like fifty, fifty feet or so, and then he would just chill there. It was weird. He would sus- be suspended, you know, almost like a a picture of someone. You know, and it was just this suspension of a man with this wooden stick that was a block. You know, long and it just was so primal, and uh, it was awesome. So it didn't even take more than. More than that, you know, seeing him dive down a few times to where I was hooked on it um, right away. I was like, I want to fish now. No, man, I had the I, I want to fish
0: pretty similar experience. But in- I know
1: why you 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 brought this up because <laughs> I, I know why. I know what you're getting at. You're already throwing some digs at me early on. So yeah, with that getting bit by the bug in the water, um, I was determined to get my fish. <laughs> And, uh, you know, this was uh, a determination moment. I'm not going to leave this water without getting a fish. I was the last one out of the water.
0: Well, that's, what's, that's what makes and me and laugh I, about that uh, day. We, we tried to convince you so hard to get off the boat. Yeah. To yeah. get in the water when we yeah. first got over there. You wouldn't get in the damn water. You were, like, so convinced you weren't going to get in the water. And then, at the end of the day, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that happened in between. But at the end of the day, you wouldn't get out of the damn water. We were over. It. We were ready to go party and yeah. go mix it up, we had kinda, it everyone kind of did milk. what they are going to do, and uh, you wouldn't get out of the water. And I knew right then you were hooked. Right when
1: I saw you guys on the boat, I was like, my time is up, I need to like, bring <laughs> something on board to impress these guys. Well, if you guys haven't been diving, I don't know, they make special masks, you know, your, your mask <laughs> that actually will magnify everything and make it bigger. So uh, I, I speared a, a fish, and I brought it up, and I'm just so psyched that I had a fish on the end of my spear pole, and I bring it out of the water to you guys at the boat, and you guys were not impressed. <laughs> well, you got a calico. I was impressed that you got a calico. It
0: was a small one. <laughs> well, that's pretty funny. I There's another thing I remember from that day, and I remember I kind of tripping, because I was still new to the sport, too, right. maybe. I'd been, I'd been like... A handful of times maybe two or three times and you swam over to me like I was kind of just hunting around oh, yeah. the reef, and you swam over to me and you're like bro bro yeah I
1: dropped
0: I dropped, I dropped the spear pole I dropped it I dropped it I'm like what you did what you're like I dropped well, it yeah
1: exactly and I didn't want to say it too loud because <laughs> I didn't want to get you know be the butt end of the joke for the weekend you know uh so I was like hey hey Jason bro I I, uh, it, dro- I dropped your spear pull. dude I remember it was in like
0: 35, 40 feet of water. It was. And I just remember tripping. It was, it was I'm looking, too deep for me. I can see it sparkling on the bottom. And I know you would try it a couple times to go down and get it. And then I'm looking at it going like, and I'm in my own head going like, dude, can I get down there and get this thing? I don't know.
1: It was that deep.
0: And so yeah. I kind of charged it. I felt like, you know, I'd like courage up and kind of show my boy that I could do it like and go down there and get it. And you I didn't did. want to make a big deal out of it. And I went down there and got it. And I remember I like, got down there like max breath hold, like max depth and just grabbed it and swam back up to the top and was bolted like, <laughs> such a good time
1: dude. yeah such a good time yeah but
0: you know those then, are like the funny stories yeah then, so like, she,
1: well it, it still goes you know deeper than that you know then we get back to the harbor and right my first experience doesn't end there you know on just, the, oh, for just sure. the water part you know we get back to the to the you know uh, mooring area of two harbors and um, you know we're I, I think Paul knew someone out there you know he's like oh hey what's up blah 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 you know someone was out there that he knew it was this old timer um he had a nice boat wooden wooden yeah, type boat, boat yeah pretty that. sweet really really nice well taken care of and uh you know he had an oven on board and so what we did was Paul had started filleting that fish and uh we had sashimi and uh delicious yeah that was that was unreal that blew my mind, but the next part actually probably changed fish in general for me was going on that old-timer's boat and cooking in the oven the collars. The yellow-tailed collar. Game
0: changer. For baking sure. it, broiling
1: it. Um, unbelievable, the, uh, the delicacy of that. Um, that blew my mind. That for me stood out more than the visibility of that, you know, sixty plus foot visibility we had. You know, that that to me was unbelievable was that collar. And and so for me, my first experience was an entire encompassing experience of waking up early, taking the boat ride, um, being scared, overcoming that fear, um, even shooting a fish that was sad, but you know, it, you know, sad size, you know, wasn't <laughs> anything to write home to mom about, you know, and, and then and then getting down to the cooking of it, eating it raw, and then actually baking it, it just blew my mind. The entire process of that, and so uh, yeah, and then of course you camp and stuff, and uh, you know you're, you're sleeping you on the deck of the boat. We so slept just, on the deck of the yeah, boat, yeah, yeah and uh, well. Yeah, yeah, everything, dude. Everything. That was, uh, it got me so hooked on it that I was just like, okay, how do I still do this without, you know, losing my life to, you know, the, the financial side of it, like where this becomes everything I spent all my money on. <laughs> right. I had already, you know, done that in jobs and, you know, you know. <sighs> buying gear and stuff right and, right you know, outdoor camping gear and stuff and i'm like well i want this backpack i need these boots i need this trekking pole system these tent and sleeping bag and you know you buy everything and stove and all of a sudden you have no more money so <laughs> uh, um, but that's another side of it so <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it another side of it but well,
0: it's it's funny because you know we had a very similar experience you know for our first time as well so probably cool. probably about a year before that you know it was our first time out. Right. And you know we met paul and clarissa you know amy's been friends with clarissa since they were kids and then uh you know clarissa was dating paul and i don't think they were married at the no, time no. but uh you know paul like he had a boat they weren't even
1: married at the time that i was yeah, so, yeah yeah it was like
0: pre previous yeah. to that and right. so you know we met Paul and we started, you know, Paul like hunted and fished and he did, you know, spear fished. And, the manly you know, kinda, man. Yeah, he was, man. You know? He was definitely, oh, yeah. he's kind of the mentor and I don't know whether to thank him or to hate him, you know. Like he kind of like spurred something in, you know, in myself into you and to all of us really Actually, and, yeah. You know, kind of like the mentor, the, the, the tip of the spear for kind of starting us all off in this stuff. And, uh, you know, he kind of, we started talking and then, you know, he had just partnered into a boat, the same boat he has now, and was like, hey – you know if you guys are down we're gonna do it like a catalina trip and i think it was for for buccaneer days the, the freaking classic yeah, classic, yeah. classic 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 yeah an event look it up youtube or yeah. whatever <laughs> you got to do google search buccaneer days and so you know yeah. they invited us and i think we you know amy had known both paul and clarissa amy and i were still relatively new into dating and you know they she invited us to go and, and clarissa was like hey you know like we're gonna go out on a boat trip like we're gonna go over to catalina be cool. I'm like stoked. You know, I've always wanted to go spear fishing. This goes back 10, 15 years earlier than that. But I always wanted to do it and finally had someone that can show you because it's a sport that you need someone to show you. You can try to go do it yourself, but your level of success is dependent upon your education and your knowledge in the game. And the only way to gain it is for someone to actually to show you. It's just kind of like this club that you don't know about. And then once you're in it, like you still like, you're still not in the club. Once they let you in the door, you're not in the club. But you got to kind of put your time in, and that's where the education comes from. But, you know, Paul was like, hey, like, come out with
1: us. We're going to go out you there. You can barely there's, even read about it. I mean, you know? It's true. It's, there's, there's very not few on books, b- uh, books on it, and, and you just can't look up stuff, you know. It was back before the internet. So, yeah, it was know. like,
0: you know, kind of the early days of Facebook, yeah, Instagram, yeah, all that stuff. Now there's way more information out there. Now yeah. But at the time, you know, we, you know, we went out to to go to Buccaneer Days, and I remember it's freaking total side note, but, you know, like Clarissa told Amy, said, hey, you know, bring like pirate outfits, you know, and I'm thinking, what the fuck? Like, what kind of kinky friends do you have? We're going to go on a boat for a weekend and they're going to want us to wear fucking pirate outfits. I'm like, what is this? You know, this so. This
1: is getting out of hand. Yeah, so I'm like,
0: well, whatever. Let's roll with it. I'm down, dude. I'm down for it. I'm down for the adventure. You know, let's yep. do it. So we roll out there and, and the same thing. We pull up and kind of just a little sketchy, you know, you, you motor over there the 26 miles or whatever it is to get out to Catalina. You sure. motor out there and Paul pulls up to these spots and he knows what he's doing and. He's off the boat and hunting right off the bat. And you're kind of like, how do I put my snorkel on? How do I put these, f-? you know, like right, you're just tripping. Right. You don't even know what you're doing. Right. And I, same thing wearing a surf wetsuit. Amy didn't even have a hood, you know, like just oh, yeah. the whole trip. You know, we were out there beginning of October, you know, kind of end of the season as far as summer, there's still some yellowtails in the water, you know, calicos, but it's actually the lobster opener. So that was kind of a fun experience too. But, you know, we're just out there and we had the same thing, just. 50 foot visibility and just thinking like this is the most amazing thing. And just everything was like in the back of your mind, you're tripping the whole time. You're scared Mm -hmm. to death. And I remember getting off the boat and, you know, anchor off in some deeper water, kind of some blue water and you're just looking. You can barely see the bottom. You know, we're just kind of looking around, looking around and then Paul kind of swims into the kelp beds and the kelp patties and just kind of like looking through the kelp forest and he was hunting some calico, I think, at the time. So what
1: a kelp bed is is a very thick kelp forest that has long long strands of kelp that can range you know 60 feet 30 feet doesn't matter long all the way to the surface of the of the water you know kind of it could be very you know uh thick in in the sense for of sure, for sure you know comes off the the shoreline what 50 50 yards or so sure. yeah and you it's know. just
0: you know it's it's just all encompassing i mean that's what it is that's it's what a kelp bed it's is, just a right, big yeah. big forest you know of 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 kelp and yeah. seaweed and, yeah. and so you know when which has a lot of fish bait fish life yeah there's a bunch of life in there and it sustains a bunch of life and you don't see it when you're clunky and you're moving through there you're not going to see the life but yeah if you calm yourself down you kind of really move through there slowly and yeah. pay attention there's so much life in there and you know i remember the boat being in some blue water and you know paul was kind of in the kelp and we were kind of scared we didn't want to go in the kelp we were scared you know i was like scared to get tangled in there it just felt super unnatural so yeah. we didn't want to go in there and I remember finally convincing ourselves to like go in and we started swimming around, and you start to see some some like calicoes and you start to see some bait fish and you start to see just all some opali, just a bunch of different species of fish that are kind of just navigating you're bald through there. yeah Red right totally orange. Super like you need like you're just kinda of like, wow man, this it's crazy. So we spend a couple hours just swimming around through the kelp bed, and then the boat's parked, you know, a hundred yards off from the kelp kelp forest. And I remember swimming back from the kelp forest back to the boat, that's where I felt really comfortable at the beginning and then after being in the kelp forest where you kind of felt protected, you know, you're kind of sheltered, you can hide oh, behind yeah. the trees, yeah. you're kind of just there. Felt tangled. Oh man. And then like we, we get out into some blue water and I just remember being so scared. Yeah. That hundred yards <laughs> felt like a thousand yards, man. I don't know. It just felt so far. Flip and just Yeah. Just, you got yeah, totally. Exactly the same thing. So, you know, but it was, it was really fun. We went and party Buccaneer Days, went back out for, you know, the next day and just started to kind of get into a groove and making deeper dives holding my breath a little longer but at this
1: point you're using like bodyboarding fins oh yeah whatnot. just you know yeah, just like you know. no idea I th- actually i think, some, I, some I, I, think I, splurged, so I like i think i splurged like one i was like we're going
0: on this trip so i splurged and bought some like cressy oh, plastics yeah. off like yeah. amazon or something for like
1: 100 bucks my first time you and, know i had the i had my uh, costco special you know my <laughs> costco dive fins and snorkel that you know i took to hawaii or something you know and, yeah, it's it's what you start off with. That's another thing we'll get into Yeah, that's gear. a whole, whole other side gear of that. That's a whole, we can have
0: a whole conversation. Starting on here. off
1: with gear and and what you're buying out, and you're like, why did I buy this? Yeah, and I mean,
0: you know, I think for our story, kind of into the same. You know, Paul is a is a killer dude. He just gets after it. He's always killing fish, and he killed killed some yellowtail, and he yeah. killed some 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 uh, calico bass. Oh yeah, two yeah, of boy. my favorite fish to eat here locally, and just absolutely delicious, and. uh you know, we motored back into Two Harbors, kind of getting ready for the night. Mm-hmm. Fresh sashimi, just love, love, you love sushi. To have something that you saw swimming and then to eat it within hours after you cool it off. Minutes and, and everything, or hours, like, yeah. You know, just have it cool off. You eat it. It's the most, it tastes like butter. It's like literally eating a tablespoon of butter. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And had some of that sashimi, cooked up some some calico, which just has, is the most delicate Tender, beautiful white meat fish you've ever had. And we barbecued it right on the boat. Just blown. Mind blown from the experience of diving all day. And then mind blown of like wrapping it up and having the meal. And it put me over the top. Like I'm kind of a, I'm a quote unquote foodie. I love to eat food. I should probably should weigh like 400 pounds. Cause I just right. love to eat. Right. Love to just like enjoy meals. And you know, it's one of those things that, that was the reward of kind of putting in the time, and I
1: didn't even catch it, well, but I saw somebody. Catch yeah, it. you saw someone catch yeah. it, so you're there to appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. But the thing is, I think that closes the circle. What you just said and touched upon is that closes the circle. Is the way you cook it and and prepare it, and you know, you're not just out there, you're not just out there hunting and and just killing things. You know, you're you actually take that animal or you take that fish and and uh you definitely just enjoy it in 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 a very humble way of uh preparing it you know uh first of all is you you know you want to kill it off ethically and fast and cleanly you know um so there's that and stuff but then you know fish handling um because it's something that you don't always freeze so you want to handle it to a certain uh a certain, a certain preciseness, I guess. No, I agree, and I think you know uh, kinda, to maintain that,
0: not to take too big quality. of a too big of a turn into outfield, but right. you know, there's like there's I something yeah. about you know sustainable food, and I think that's kind of the the big part of why we're kind of here today to talk is about you know food and what we're why we do what we do, you know, like I kind of like I joke around, but I say like I eat what I kill, you know, like right. And right. it goes all the way down to a vegetable. I hate to say it, but it goes all the way down to a vegetable. Absolutely. It's a living species what do you mean you to say? that grows no. out of the ground it should be what you and say. turns into something. So it's like, you know, there's something about it. You know, I would say, you know, I've heard stats thrown around that like 90 some odd percent of the people in the world eat meat, but only a small percentage of that actually catch it themselves and prepare it themselves. So to link yourself to when that thing is a living animal, to not just go to the grocery store and buy something that's wrapped in cellophane or whatever that's prepackaged, could be farmed it could not be it may not be wild but you know it's something that to me was something that I started thinking about was like I kind of like want to be healthy I want to be fit I want to be like I want to know where my food's coming from and what I'm putting in my body because if I want my max output I have to have the max input you know that's kind of the way I think about it and that goes back to my days of you know playing soccer and like being an athlete and stuff so it's like I always was like curious about what I'm putting in my body and so Some of the first times going out and and catching fish, you know, in the stream, you know, like fishing or then kind of going into spearfishing where you're like entering into the environment and you're not supposed to be there and you're there and the fish, they can move and they can swim and do other things. And that first catch you ever get, the first meal you prepare from doing spearfishing yeah next level and it just keeps going and going and going and just the pursuit that's the pursuit we talk about you know that pursuit
1: of that and what keeps you coming back every single time deeper also falling down that rabbit hole of the pursuit (laughs) is also now utilizing all of that For for sure so for instance you know i've i've seen people throw away the carcass of a fish where they just took the the loin and fillet out and it's like wait wait that's a huge fish what are you doing you know You're kind of going back to the there, collar the and collar. like was your, yeah, 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 what are you sure. doing and and you know it's oh man it, it, it drives me crazy to see that um you know it's kind of like a, land animals you take deer tongue and you know you don't you don't take tongue. You know, and a lot of the hunters leave the tongue, and apparently, you know, I've had cow tongue. It's delicious. It's delicious. Lengua. You, you you definitely, you definitely can utilize everything of that animal, and that's the respect and the reverence you have for the the sport that we're in at that time. Um, That to me was more important than the adventure. No, for sure. I, I completely agree. The completely respect agree. for that animal and and using it all rather than, you know, well that now I kind of want to you know well we should have a cooking segment soon. Oh we'll no, we will, man! I you know I'm excited because there's so much to
0: talk about because you know even tonight you know we're we're preparing up some some wild boar that yeah. that I traded some I went up to Alaska caught some halibut and I traded my buddy, the halibut for his wild boar. You know we went on trips at about the same time and he came back and. We traded meat, and I said, "Hey, man, like let's let's barter. That's I'll give you this. Cool. I'll give you that." And that's I'm super pumped. At. And so it's one of those things that it's like it's it's so that's, much bigger than awesome. just spearfishing or the pursuit of it. You it's know, a connection,
1: it is, and it's a connection sure. to to nature that you now have. You have that connection to nature, and then it's a connection also to now your neighbor or your friend. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, I got you know I got this fish. You have some board. That's the connection now, like. Let's talk about how your hunt went. Let's talk about how my hunt went. You know, crack open a beer, whatever, whatever it is, you know, um, the, the connection you have with your food. Um, I think that's actually lacking in society as we move forward. Um, and that kind of was the idea of what I want to get back to and why I want to do this, why I want to spearfish that, that feeling, that connection to nature, Um, salt water, you know, super conductive, you know, and you feel that connection to such an energy to it. Do you not feel like fish know you're hunting them? Oh, for sure. You know, as soon as you start focusing your energy on that one fish, like, Oh, look at the size of that. Oh, they totally know. And when your,
0: your heart rate goes up, all of a sudden they swim away. They know. and book it. I, you know, I even to kind of get too cosmic on you, but you know, like even like when like surfing. Like there was days where I would paddle out and like the set would come and it would be big and I'd be like, "Where's this set coming from? You know, like how did this? How did this happen?" Yeah. And it was like almost the energy, like it's such an energy source, you know. It's like the cosmic waves of the universe and like what we're doing. But you know, I think kind of where we're kind of getting into is kind of why we wanted to have this this talk and why why we're doing this whole podcast is because we, you know, we want to basically talk about food and our pursuit of food and what we do and all the lives. So, I mean, you, you and, and I, have, thing, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where it comes down to, but you and I have, you know, there's other things and we're going to have probably other conversations about it, but you know, we got into hunting, you know, and like hunting upland bird, you know, yeah. locally here in our local yeah. mountains and down in the Imperial Valley, yeah. like dove hunting and like doing these different things. And that's kind of where it kind of sparked from for sure. Absolutely. And then it kind of like bled into other things and, and then spearfishing, because to me, it's like the, the pinnacle of like a pursuit because it's so out of your element uh, and yeah. range.
1: You're at, you're holding your breath.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, well, that's the whole other conversation is in itself, you know, sure. and like, that's why I'm excited. And this was kind of an introduction into all the different things we wanted to kind of get
1: into. But, you know, it's like eating healthy is right. what it comes down to. Yeah. Knowing what you're putting into your body sure. is what it comes down to. And I think. Um, truly, true free range. You know, you hear this word free range chickens, free range <laughs> eggs. You know, free uh, grass fed beef, and you know what the heck? What your your beef should have been grass fed? What are you talking <laughs> about? That should be a given. It's true. What are you talking about? So the fact that we have to label these things is the sad part. That tells me that you know we have depended on commercialized food and the food industry. Uh, to, to just be thrown in front of us, you know, you go, you're, anyone is living just about 10 minutes away from any grocery store or within that, sure, for you sure. know, two minutes away from any grocery store where they can get food. That to me right there is 100% ultra commercialized. So you lost touch oh,
0: with yeah. your
1: There's food. no connection. You don't know where it came from. Don't know how that animal was living when
0: it was living.
1: Even if something is labeled as, you know, organic and free range and stuff, is it? How do you know? How do you know you never saw that that animal? For sure. You just saw a product of that animal. So I that I think ultimately, you know, is the root and that was the seed, is what we put into our body. That's I think what we cared about. Um so the only way you can really guarantee that something is free range or, or something is super organic or, you know, that true organic is, did you get it yourself? <laughs> that's the <laughs> you question. Know, did that's, you that's get where, it yourself? That's it's come
0: for probably both of us, you know, definitely for myself. is. Uh, did you get it yourself? You know, yourself? if I see it see it swimming around myself or I yeah. see it walking around or flying, yeah. or whatever the case is, you know, it's like all these different things. And I think, you know, as we kind of go yeah. down this path yeah. of kind of telling our stories and and meeting with friends and kind of talking to other people that are kind of in the same pursuit as us, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, that's the baseline, you know, I think everybody kind of has that same baseline that they have such a high respect for the pursuit of these wild animals. You have such a respect for the animal that And then your reward is the meal and how much that meal means to you. And like, I know for, for me, When I go out and I do something and I'm able to bring back fresh sashimi or fresh game or whatever it is, if I can bring it back to my family, to the family barbecue on Saturday afternoon, on Saturday morning I was out hunting, come back. And I'm preparing it, it to all yeah. my family and yeah. friends.
1: To give it away is amazing. Super rewarding. That is you know, Super rewarding, then and it, it feels best. good. You know,
0: everyone loves to eat. Everyone's got to eat to sustain themselves. And they want to hear how you got it. Oh,
1: and then that's like that's a whole other yeah. side of it. Yeah. I think
0: that's a whole part of why we're here too, is to talk about all the stories because I always say this about hunting. My success rate is super super low. I'm still a, a rookie in all my pursuits, but I love it. And for some reason,
1: I hope I, I come, stay a rookie. Right. Because it's, it, you're it, learning it the feels, whole time. It feels so good. You're learning the just whole time, like, man. Even in my mess ups, I, I laugh. I laugh right through them. Um, but, you know. Every every time. There's some I hope story I stay a rookie in with... some aspects of it. In the sense of right. that feeling. Yeah. That feeling. That rookie feeling. Of that was the first. That was the yeah, yeah. first. I can't believe everything's a can't first to, just to you that as just, a rookie. For sure. Everything's sure. a first. So, yeah. that I hope that never ends. But that's the thing for me. is like.
0: There's there's a times when you go out and you just, like, dumb luck, you luck into something. Oh, and you, you come up, and it's the best day ever. And you just, you're just, like, you're so high off of doing it. And then the next time you go out, you're so humbled because you just don't get anything. it's so hard. And there's nothing happening. Everything you do, every decision you make is the wrong decision. Oh, yeah. And it puts you in the wrong spot, and you blow it, you miss a shot, you just go to the wrong place. There's nothing around because you decide, hey, instead of going left, I'm going to go right. You go right. There's nothing there and there's no fish. There's no game. No nothing. And you just get totally skunked and you're bummed and you start to question everything and you're super frustrated And like those moments for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe I'm just my masochistic self. That's what brings me back even on the bummer days and on the good days. Of course, that's going to bring me back because it's just so rewarding. when. you Well, it's you very
1: easy up. to find a positive in in that type of environment. Um, Because, I mean, even if, okay, so even if the visibility is like five foot or less, I mean, yeah, you're in the water and stuff and, you know, what, what would you be doing at home, you know, or whatever. So (laughs) either way, you're, you're doing something, you're out there right you're for out sure. there for sure
0: and that's probably the most important part and we talk about that all the time you know and always, always down to get out man no but the thing what. is
1: if the visibility is bad once you get there like we've we've shown up to a certain spot and you know you can see it's brown you can see it's brown it's chocolate purple. milk water and chocolate milk for a hundred hundred yards you know out you know and you're like what there's no way that i'm going in there and uh it's not worth it today right and so we've turned around and turned around and gotten some you know gotten some lunch you know grab and
0: lunch and grab beer and yeah talk and about make,
1: last time talk you, about next time you make it a different type of day <laughs> it's, it's the truth so yeah. um but even that it turns into a cool day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it it was that was the lure in the sense to get out there and no, for sure man and I think an uh,
0: you know I, I'm looking forward to kind of having more conversations with you and kind Absolutely. of bringing in some of our friends and some people we know that are just into the same things or and kind back of have in the, the industry same now. no for sure and have the same same ideas, same thoughts and you know to learn from them and kind of what it's all about but you know definitely can't wait to tell more stories, talk about experiences, tell our adventures that's what the free range podcast land
1: land hunting is all about. ocean hunting yeah um rotten real spear shaft doesn't matter I think it's all for me it's all about getting outdoors it's about you know, the adventure,
0: the pursuit you know like one of the first you know we'll kind of maybe we can talk about this another day going climbing for the first time and how freaked out I was and yeah, like rock climbing, peaking peaking yeah. peaking and so it's just like so oh. good like those are so good experiences and I can't wait to keep so telling good. these stories so we've That's, had a lot of them over the years and I can't wait to share with our friends and just kind of talk about all the different things that that we get into because there's so many different things, man. So definitely
1: looking forward to it. Free range tales, yeah. Yeah, man. Free range tales. Cheers to, to that. Cheers to get again. into Start it. Start with the cheers, end it with the cheers. Yeah, man. Can't wait so to uh, look forward to it. Yeah. Can't wait to talk more.
0: Join us for episode two. We'll come back to you with more on the uh, Free Range Tales podcast, man. Yeah. Get into it. Let's do J- it. Jason and Adrian signing off. <laughs> <laughs> i to turn it off. Gotta cut well, that off. Oh no,
1: no. <laughs> cut it off, cut it off.